selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Drowning Fish Podcast. Yeah, dude. Uh, the other day, I was thinking about this guy, Oliver Anthony. <clears throat> and I I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with him in it. And uh, he just reminds me of a lot of people, you know, a lot of the people that are around, you know, uh, where I'm from, I'm from Arkansas. So like, there's a lot of people that think like this, you know, there's a lot of people who are anti-government. There's a lot of people who are against capitalistic agenda and capitalistic, you know, ideas. And it's, it's like shouting at, uh, it's kind of hypocrisy at the same time, you know, because, I think that a person that really wanted to, I mean, at the end of the day, he's sharing his fucking idea and he's sharing. That's a, we're becoming socially aware that the government is fucking us every goddamn day. And, you know, this song has like 60 fucking million views, bro. And there's a lot of people who resonate with this guy. I resonate with the guy, you know, I'm not going to fucking sit here and cry about it though. I'm not going to sit here and make a goddamn song about it. Um, cause that's just weird, man. Like everyone expresses their art differently. I guess this guy's in a lot of pain. It sounds like, um, but whenever I listen to the drowning fish or not the fucking drowning fish, goddamn, uh, whenever I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with him in it, I was like, man, this guy really, you know, he's smart and he's like, He's like a small town, you know, no disrespect, but he's just like a small town mentality. And uh, that's not what built this country, man. What built this country, and and it sucks to say, but it was fucking big time thinking, you know. And we are a country, we, we, are, all, we are all destined to crash and burn. Um, Every human is, you know, if you don't have a pursuit and if you're not in a chase of something if you don't want something if you don't put your eye on the target and chase what you want then I don't think you're living the true American dream you know and the American dream is to do that to come to this country or to be born in this country to be fucking proud and to be an American you know we're the majority and it's it's about time that we start fucking acting like it you know um, we're the majority and we got to start taking care of ourselves, you know, but, uh, at the end of the day, you can't fucking sit and bitch and moan about it, bro. Like we are the United States of America and this, this motherfucker that's crashing and burning right now, it was built on greed and capitalistic ideas and the things that we 
adore now, you know, that, that I have the pleasure of like putting this podcast on the fucking internet. These are man-made things, you know, that I enjoy. And if it's all crashing and burning, the shit is also crashing and burning. Your fucking phone that's in your hand is crashing and burning. And you just don't fucking know it because um, it hasn't happened yet. You know, it hasn't, ha- it hasn't gotten to a point where like, uh, cell phones aren't cool, you know, like that's not a trend yet, but I feel like at some point, maybe my kids or their kids will be like, you know what? We are going to disconnect. We're, we're going to be, it's over. Like we're getting off the platform. We're getting off the, uh, consumerism of our minds. I mean, we already spend as a nation, we are so much, I think we hit what over a trillion dollars in debt as a country credit card debt, you know, uh, as far as Americans go, we hit credit card debt over a trillion dollars and we already have a consumerism problem. Like we consume every fucking thing because we are materialistic. We want to keep up with the Joneses and we just get in so much fucking debt that it's ridiculous, bro. You are working to pay the debt off. And I'm not even saying like working to survive. That's a different thing. I'm talking about buying unnecessary shit. We do that because we can and we do it. We all fucking do it. You, me, everybody does it. You know, we just buy all this shit that we don't fucking need. And we are consuming everything online because we fucking can consume endless material. Endless. I mean, you can fucking click off this podcast and go click on another podcast. You can go listen to 10 fucking podcasts after this. You can go listen to music. You can listen to anything. Everything is, is accessible. It's instant. That uh, instant gratification, you know. And maybe one day I feel like we're just going to burn the fuck out, man. I think that's going to be the first step to the revolution. Um, I don't even know where I'm going, bro. I'm kind of just fucking tripping the fuck out, bro. What was I talking about, man? Uh, Yeah, that Oliver guy. You know, at first, I'm not going to lie. At first, I didn't really like the guy. I was like, yeah, just another fucking artist uh, screaming into a microphone that the world's fucking dying. Like, no shit, bro. We can all see it. You just express it uh, so beautifully that it fucking got, you know, viral. And uh, I feel like a lot of people resonate with them. You know, that's another thing about art is that so many people understand what you're saying and we are attracted to it that is art he's he's singing a beautiful fucking song and making sense of the story that he's telling you he's painting a picture a visual inside your head with words and uh instrument you know but we are all you know the thing the thing went viral for a a fucking reason man like because we are all on the same fucking boat and we, we get it. We understand. We're like, yeah, a lot of the things he's saying is fucking true. And, uh, I don't know what to do. For, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, what am I going to do, man? I'm just a fucking spick out here in Arkansas trying to get it, bro. Uh, yeah. Obama's taking it in the asshole. I hear, I don't fucking, Hey, I'm not going to be that guy that gets assassinated by the Obamas, bro. Listen, I might have joked about the Clintons. I might have joked about Fauci. I might have joked about a lot of people, bro. But one, pe- like, there's only one motherfucker I'm scared of, bro. And that's Barack Obama. He 
killed hundreds of Syrian children with drone strikes. This motherfucker will kill you for no reason, bro. He'll kill you for no fucking reason, bro. Rest in peace, uh, Chris Tucker, by the way. Like, this guy is uh, going to get lymphoma or something like that. I don't fucking know. They're going to hit him with the, uh, what is it, the heart attack uh, ray gun or something like that. I, I think the CIA made a, a gun that gives you a heart attack in like the 70s. Imagine what they have now. You know, they're probably listening to this right now and being like, yeah, this guy's not a threat. And I, they're tr- they're right. I'm not a threat. Um, There's a massive... <laughs> fuck this, dude. You know what? I quit this podcast. I fucking qu- I'm out of here. No, I'm just going to get a drink of this beer. By the way... Um, sometimes I do drink on the podcast and I'm not drunk, but I do like to get a beer too. You know, um, I'm drinking a Coors golden banquet beer. It's in a stubby bottle and I hardly drink these, you know, I think this is my second time buying these, but I actually enjoy a good Coors, good old fashioned American beer. You know, I really do enjoy these and I enjoy uh honestly my favorite beer of all time is a Modelo it's a Mexican beer um there's just no taste like it you know but whenever I taste a beer that I think is American I don't think it gets more American than Coors you know I think Coors Golden Banquet Beer I mean these things have been going it says 1936 bro so like shit dude I don't fucking know man I'm not a uh, a beer scientist or whatever, but this shit's fucking fire, man. And I like it. <sighs> Anyhow, it's been a while. It's uh 3 AM right now as I'm talking. And, uh, I feel like this is the only time for me to actually sit in front of a microphone and kind of just talk, you know? Um, because I, I can sit down and write all motherfucking day, bro. But I think so goddamn much like my brain never stops. I just think so fucking much that I, I have to write every single day or I feel like my brain might explode. And there's been times where I just write like crazy, like shit that doesn't even matter. Shit that I wouldn't put out on air, you know, um, because I mean, I'm not going to share everything, you know, but. I'll share some stuff, bro. I sh- I'll I'll uh, I'll share some stuff. Um, there's a massive manhunt going on right now in this country. They narrow they narrowed it down to Pennsylvania. Uh, by the way, that's a real fucking faggot ass state name, huh? Uh, Transylvania. Uh, I don't know why I said that, but anyhow, they say that he's in a specific town of South Coventry, and his name is Danello. And I saw the video of this guy escaping, escaping, Jesus Christ, I can't even talk. I saw the guy, this, uh, saw the video of this guy escaping. And I think he deserves to be free, man. I feel like, uh, you know, he's wanted, he's convicted for murder and he's wanted. And uh, I saw the video, man. And I feel like if you escape the prison that you're in, that you should be let free, man. And... I know that's a crazy thought. It's a crazy subject to bring up on, but think about it, man. Like if you escape the prison cell, you should be free. 
And everybody is probably like wondering like, well, if you did that, then everybody would try to escape. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something about the prison system. The prison system is a fucking goddamn travesty. The prison system is actually set up to be a multi-billion dollar business. And if they can't up their security, then they deserve a revolution. They deserve anarchy. They deserve everything that they get. They, Dude, if I was a fucking prison ward, I'd be like, let them go. Let them go. Pretend like this never happened. Could be, you know what that fucking does to the rest of the fucking people in there? That just riles them up. They're like, yeah, if you can get out of here, we can get out of here too, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, the Nello, that guy was no smarter than me. I can fucking get out of here too. And they go and they try to get out of here. I would just be like, you know what? Let them go. Fuck it. We'll get them. You know, so he's going to get in trouble again. He's going to kill again for sure, but we'll fucking get him. Why would you risk it, man? Why would you risk an, a fucking a travesty for one guy? You know, I feel like he, they should just let him go, man. And I'm not saying that because I'm rooting for him. I'm saying that because I uh, I have an idea, you know. I have a lot of ideas. And uh, one thing that I think, you know, is that if you go to prison, one, you're getting free housing, free food. After committing hideous crimes, you know, they reward you with uh, armed security, free housing commodities. You know, that's the real American dream, you know, to come and commit atrocities and go into a really nice institution where you're going to be fed, housed, and closed. You're going to free get free clothes, and yeah, you might get a fr- <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, you're going to get a couple colon, uh, what's it called? Colonoscopies. Um, but you're going to be safe, man. You're going to be fucking good. I don't even know what the fuck. You know what? <clears throat> I'm going to tell you the truth. I had to colonoscopy. So I had to Google this word just to make sure that I was right. And when I wrote it down, I put colonoscopy. Like I, when I spelt I know how it's spelled with a C, but to spell it out, to actually pronunciate, I put co, K-O-E, lun, L-U-N, os, O-S, ka, K-U-H-P-P-E-E. This just tells you how much fucking, goddamn, I'm a fucking moron, retard. That's what I fucking am. Anyhow. Yeah, man, I feel like, uh, you know, all jokes aside, I feel like the prison system is set up to, obviously it's a business, you know, I think we have the most prisons in the entire world. We have the most inmates in the, in the entire world. Um, I mean, the judicial system itself is a cycle, you know, it's set up to set, to set you back on a a petty crime, you know, a crime that, you know, most people would be like, oh, that's it. They hit you hard with it. They throw the fucking book and they keep you in the system for a reason, because as soon as you fuck up again, that's strike two. And they're not going to be nice because it's a system, you know, it's a system set up to fail for the American people too. I mean, anybody can be in this fucking system. It could be me tomorrow, you know, 
And it's just so crazy how easy it is to get in the system, you know, and especially if you commit a fucking murder like Danello, this guy's going to prison for fucking life. And I'm not here to say, yes, he should or no, he shouldn't. You know, should he be locked up and punished? Absolutely. If he escaped, I don't give a motherfuck if he escaped, dude. I really don't give a fuck. You know why I don't give a fuck? Because I think he should be free because he escaped. He escaped something that shouldn't be escaped. Do you understand what I'm saying? A prison, the ultimate fucking castle that should not be penetrated and it shouldn't, you shouldn't let anything leave. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to do something, man. And I know I'm talking a lot about like a bunch of nonsense and whatnot, but the prison system, man, it's incredibly flawed, incredibly flawed. I really want the prison system to collapse. And let me tell you why. Because of this shit, man, they're letting, how do, how is it possible? Your one job is to keep inmates in. And this should be, this should be to a goddamn near perfection. And it's not. And and I'm not saying it should be near perfection. It should be perfection. And what I'm trying to do is make it perfect. You see, I have a perfect fucking plan to make the prison system industry 10 times stronger than what it is today. And what I would do is I would fire, you know what? Fuck that. I wouldn't even fire nobody. I would make and pave my own goddamn infrastructure with brand new state of the art facilities guarded, armed, and protected by artificial intelligence. And you heard it here first. And I'm not, I didn't fucking read a goddamn article to tell you that prison systems are using artificial intelligence or not. Because you know what? Prison systems are just like our fucking freeways. The infrastructure is fucking broken. You drive on a goddamn freeway in the United States of America, you're going to need a goddamn alignment by the time you're fucking through (laughs) halfway through your fucking journey point. Know what I'm saying? The roads are fucked. What do you think they're doing in the fucking prison systems, dude? Nobody wants to work there. No one wants to fucking work there and possibly get killed for like 15 bucks an hour, dude. It's not happening. But people do it. People do it out of necessity, and I get it. But they are hurting. The prison systems are hurting. Uh, They're losing a lot of employees. But, you know, with artificial intelligence, with state-of-the-art, you know, modern-day technology guarding these uh, inmates. We would just... I would... I mean, I would 100 million percent make the money the first year. You know, I would just... I would make the money to pay it back the first year. Like, the, the cost of new infrastructure modern day technology and the software 
to run this artificial intelligence, it would be paid back in a year. Uh, because I would only take the hardest and the baddest inmates ever. And I'm not talking about people that commit petty crimes. You know, I'm talking about stone cold fucking killers, man. I'm talking about espionage. I am talking about El Chapo, dude. I'm talking about Russian fucking uh, intelligence. You know, I'm talking about real motherfuckers that deserve to be in prison. Because, you know, the the IRS is actually using um, artificial intelligence. I read that today, and this is what sparked that idea. I said, if the IRS is using artificial intelligence, let's, let me, this is what I wrote. I put down, this is actually what I want to write, which is crazy. I'm not, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm going to fucking say it because it's something that I actually want to do and I want to write. And I actually want to deep dive into the system set up by the United States. And the number one pick was the fucking, it wasn't pharmaceutical. It wasn't, you know, tech. It wasn't uh, the military complex. It was the fucking prison systems because nobody thinks about the prison systems. Nobody thinks about the prison systems. If In 2007, 2008, nobody thought the housing market would crash. Nobody. As a matter of fact, they made a motherfucking movie about it called The Big Short. You should probably watch it. It's on Netflix. It's trending. The economy is going to collapse soon. That's just my theory. I don't know. I might be a fucking, uh, you know, one of those, uh, one of those fucking weirdos online. I don't fucking know, dude. All right. I'm just a goddamn human, but I'm not, I'm not sitting here and, being like this goddamn redneck on fucking YouTube with 64 million views. I'm not getting that fucking fame. I don't want that fucking fame, bro. This is just how I feel, you know? Um, yeah. What was I saying? The IRS is using artificial intelligence, man. I mean, there's a reason why they're doing it is because they want to get their fucking money in the prison systems. If you don't fucking do it, if you don't start right now, you're going to get left behind and the fucking prison system itself is going to fail. And you know what? We got two, we got over 2 million inmates in this country alone. That's not considering the people that are on probation. You think if the prison systems fail, that probation, the people that are on probation won't fucking start acting out because you know what? If they're on probation, it doesn't matter if they commit a crime because they're not going to get sent to prison because the judicial system by itself is already broken by that point. You know, if the prison system fails, people on probation are going to be like, well, if the prison system isn't working, then that just means I can commit crime and get away with it, basically. And that's kind of what's going on already. You see in San Francisco, you see it in Portland, you see it in these big fucking goddamn towns that I feel like, you know, there's ups and downs when I'm, When I'm talking about towns, I'm talking about towns that were designed to make money. Towns like Detroit back in the day, you know, they were booming with the car industry and then it failed. You see San Francisco, massive tech tech industry, by the way. Uh, I mean, Silicon Valley's out that way, bro. You see a lot of uh, Toronto, Canada. You see a lot of these places that are falling. 
And I don't even know where I'm going with this, bro. I'm just, I'm fucking stoned out of my mind. Jesus Christ. I am fucking wrecked. Uh, what? I don't know, dude. I don't know. What was I saying? All right. Uh, let me get back on track. Anyhow, uh, wouldn't be awesome if the prison systems used AIs. Uh, you know, it would mean no more guards. And it would mean no more benefits, vacations, and stuff like that for these people, you know. Um, I mean, you would need facilitators and maybe engineer or a manager to kind of oversee the operation. But as far as, like, the actual manpower that it takes to fucking run a modern-day prison, it wouldn't. I wouldn't allow it in my prison, you know. I would, I would fucking set it up to where four 8K cameras... You know, I'm not, uh, you know what? I'm going fucking biblical here, dude. I am chipping every motherfucking inmate, dude. I don't give a motherfuck, bro. I got to get to the bag. I got to get to the fucking bag, man. I'm doing some biblical shit, man. Some diabolical, uh, unhumane. I'm going to demoralize these people, man. I'm going to be honest with you, man. If I'm, if I'm taking over the fucking prison systems, I'm going to take over. And I think that's how you should think. You know, if you're going to do something, just fucking do it all the way or don't do it at all. And, uh, you know, you're going to be tracked. Your emotions will be used against you. And it would be, it would be something out of a movie, you know? something out of a sci-fi movie and there is no religion in these prison systems because we would suck that I'm not just talking here I'm telling you what I would do if I was in charge I would suck the actual soul out of these inmates and store it underneath in a vessel under the prison and I would have a team of scientists down there researching why, how, and when did you commit these atrocities? Why did you commit these atrocities? How did you get in here? How did you penetrate the one place that was maybe could I Could I even say this? I don't want to sound like I am the one who knocks, but maybe sometime, maybe like, maybe it'd be probably compared to hell. You know, it would be biblical. And I would just do that, man. I would just, uh, I would, uh, store your, store your soul and magnify it, amplify it, multiply it. And it would become endless energy. I would probably go into the energy sector, you know, open up a new LLC and uh, just take over that industry because the energy actually, that's another one I want to talk about the energy industry, dude, the fucking fact that, um, I'll just go off on a tangent real quick because I am somebody that likes to be informed And it's fucking insane because who gives a fuck, you know? Um, 
Yeah, the energy, I feel like the energy industry is weird because there's a lot of inv- advancements in this industry, but we don't we don't have the infrastructure or the security to control and to regulate how much energy we take. I mean, in the summertime, we already have fucking blackouts, you know, in big cities we have blackouts. And now these uh, car companies, they want to make electric cars, which I get it, man. Like, I love a Tesla, man. I love Elon Musk. But this is a this is a wave that, you know, with every good thing, I feel like something bad is bound to happen. Um, it's just inevitable, you know. You get the good and the bad. And people think of electric vehicles as clean. And, yeah, you might not be... Uh, omitting fumes and putting out carbon emissions and stuff like that. But you, you the tires, everything, the fucking lithium, the, the sulfur, all that shit that's using the battery, it's all mined by a bunch of fucking uh, slaves. And we're all in this fucking trap together, you know, and that's something that we have to wake up to. And But not, I'm not even trying to say that. That's just like, the human inside of me saying that what I'm trying to say from a entrepreneurial side is that there's no fucking way that we would ever, ever be able to uh, go full electric by 2030. Like a bunch of these car companies are promising. I mean, Dodge is promising that like next year and there's no fucking way, dude. If everybody started buying electrical vehicles, the grid wouldn't be able to handle that much power that and let me tell you something man our 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 fucking energy and that whole electric sector it's not really safe as far as like there's nobody guarding the transformers you know there's nobody there with like firearms to fucking get away people who might want to harm you know, like a bunch of people could go out and blow up a transformer and the city might be out for fucking hours. And that could be chaos, you know, like if you want to take out a city, man, take out the take out the electricity. It's fucking simple, man. If you want to take out the city, if you want to take out the city for months, take out the transformers, man, take out the energy, take out the electricity. People will start to riot. People can't people can't make it without electricity nowadays, man. If I don't have, if I don't wake up and get my cup of coffee from my goddamn coffee maker in the morning, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm bound to fucking murder somebody, man. And I'm not just saying that. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not even trying to make a joke. I will kill somebody, man. I have to have my cup of coffee in the morning with my oat milk and honey every morning, two cups. And if you disrupt that, it's not going to be good. Um, yeah, anyhow, the IRS is using artificial intelligence and, uh, I just got an email from my lawyer. Hold on. Oh, the jet is fueled up and ready to go to Switzerland to avoid being arrested for tax evasion. What? Oh shit. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, I gotta go guys. Um, Actually, no, I had one more thing to tell you real quick before I get off. Um, I'm actually going to make this a little bit longer of a podcast. It's 3.14 a.m. 
and uh, I'll probably talk about this for a little bit, but I was looking for a used vehicle, you know, just to have a third vehicle around because having two vehicles honestly stresses me out. Like if one goes down, we're kind of fucked, man. Like I can't, I, I mean, we can, I'm pretty sure we could do it, but it would be tough. You know, all my life we've had three cars, you know, my wife and I, we, uh, accumulative, we've had three cars and, uh, all cash owned, no payments. You know, I tried to take a little pride in that. Um, but you know, we're a growing family and we've, we've tried to go out and, uh, buy a vehicle and payment. And I just look at the number. It just doesn't make sense, man. Like for transportation to get back and forth to work, it just make it makes no sense in my fucking mind. I think it's because I was raised by immigrant parents who always had cash cars. You know, I think there was a couple times my dad took, went to the dealership and bought like a used car, you know, but uh, in payments, but other than that, man, I was looking at a vehicle and I'm just like, dude, I can't fucking, I don't see myself paying this much plus insurance plus, you know, repairs and whatnot and whatever the fucking happened with a vehicle. It's a risk. When you buy a vehicle, you're always taking a risk and that's something that you have. It's not like buying a house, you know, I mean, a house is a big risk, but at the same time, if you get a good mortgage package or whatever, you can get like all that shit insurance and whatnot homeowners insurance in a package and i'm not i'm not saying i'm a fucking homeowner i'm still renting um because my rent is goddamn dirt cheap and i'm pretty fucking you know i'm okay where i'm at right now dude i'm all right i don't want to i don't know if i want to settle down in the town that i'm in um but you know for now this is what we're doing and it's okay and uh we were in the used car market you know, and uh, I've been looking for a vehicle and I came across another kind of like another Pathfinder. I have a, I have a 2002 Nissan Pathfinder currently. It's high mileage, but it rot. I mean, it fucking rides really good. You know, it, it turns on every time and yeah, I have to fucking do some repairs on it. That's a, that's what you, what, that's what you have to do, bro. When you have a vehicle, you have to repair it every now and then shit goes out. It's not perfect. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I saw a 2000 Infinity QX4, which is basically a another Pathfinder. Um, same color, same everything, except this one was a 4x4. Extremely low miles. I think it had like 80-something thousand miles for a fucking 20-year-old, 23-year-old vehicle. That was really good. And I know it's a massive risk buying a vehicle that old, but I'm a car guy, and I like cars and I've always liked cars and I've always been in the cars. I know what lasts and I know what doesn't. I think this would have been a good investment <clears throat> if uh the seller by the name whose name is Carl uh would have agreed upon what we talked about on the phone. And you know, I don't know if he misheard me or something, but uh I had say I had said a a price on the phone and he said yes so we met up i test drove it i liked it it had a couple things that needed to be worked on so i said hey we gotta talk about the price we talked about on the phone i saw this this and this he said okay i'll knock it down a hundred dollars i was like 
I was like, okay, I could do a hundred dollars. And then he said the price. And then I was like, what the fuck are you talking? I said, no, I said X on the phone. And he was like, no, I'm not. He was like, I could never sell it for that much. And I said, I said, dude, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to go and fucking say it. I don't care. He wanted almost $9,000 for that fucking SUV. And I was like, bro, that motherfucker, I wanted to give him seven flat. And I, and he was like, no, I can't give you that. And I was like, bro, seven flat for a 23 year old Nissan is really fucking good. And, uh, especially with the things that it needed, you know, it wasn't like big fixes, but I was like, those are easy fixes, you know, for somebody like me, dude, I could get those motherfuckers fixed up quick. And, uh, he was like, no, I can't do that. And I was like, bro, I really wanted to kill him. And uh, I, I, I did. I went ahead and uh, I killed him. He's dead. And I, uh, I, have a, I have a third vehicle now. I no longer have to stress about, you know, my, my anxiety. It's crazy. My anxiety and my stress levels are gone, you know, because if a vehicle breaks down, I don't have to think about, you know, like what, like what now, you know, just take the extra vehicle and we're fine. But, um, yeah. Anyhow, I appreciate you guys tuning into this podcast. Um, a little off the walls, but I am uh, I'm kind of under the influence a little bit. I've had uh, a couple drinks in me, and uh, I've also uh, partaken in some uh, medicinal herbs. Uh, doctor recommendation, actually. Uh, the booze, not so much. Actually, I uh, I just sit the I sipped an Italian beer, a Peroni, and then the the couple cores. But uh, I'm not like drunk or nothing. I'm just, I have a nice little buzz going, you know. And uh, I actually, I don't even know if I can finish this beer. I'm going to try and finish it, you know, before the podcast. And I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to ramble, all right. Let me drink and see what I can think about. Yeah, man. Mm. I don't like, uh, I don't like talking about like doomsday shit, you know? Um, I really internally feel always, and this is, this is not a new feeling. Um, you know, I don't think this is like childhood trauma or nothing, but I, over the last couple years, over the last year especially, I just have felt like a massive mistrust in government. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this is just how I'm supposed to feel if I'm just aging, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm like secretly like a Republican or something. I don't fucking know, dude. Um, Just a massive mistrust in government and... I'm not like a moron, but I'm not like the smartest guy ever, you know, and I've been wrong a lot in my life. You know, I'm not going to say that I'm right. I've been wrong a lot. And I'm the first one to tell you that when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll tell you when I'm wrong. And if I don't, I probably didn't realize that I was wrong. You know, no one's told me. But this feeling that I have about the collapse of our country i feel like man i feel like it's happening right now and 
I want to be optimistic, you know, I want to be like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm making pretty good money, I'm saving, you know, but at the same time, as a whole, as a society, it feels weird. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's just me, I don't know if I should go see like a therapist or something, but uh, this is a new feeling, you know, I feel like people need to open up a little bit and just be like, hey man, we're we're all getting fucked at the end of the day, you know, like we all fucking choose our own battles and obstacles and we choose our own life's lifestyle, you know, but the reality is, is that a lot of people like, I would say maybe a uh, 60%. This isn't like, I'm not pulling this statistic out of my fucking asshole, man. I didn't make this shit up. I did my research. 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and it shouldn't be like corporations are taking more and more and more and more and they won't fucking stop. And the accumulation of wealth has become an addiction just like drugs. And I get it, you know, because you need to work to live. And we we should work, you know. We should put our minds to something collectively to make the world around us a better place. But whenever you're damn near having a heart attack at your job because you can't figure it out or you're fucking just stressed the fuck out, it's is it even worth it, you know? You're trading your health for a little bit of wealth. And I think that's uh, that's that's kind of where we fucked up. You know, it's where we fucked up. And I don't know how we go from here, you know? Hmm. Where do we go from here? It doesn't matter because... It doesn't fucking matter what I think or what I say because the only thing that is going to matter is how I respond to the world collapsing. Or even if it doesn't collapse, you know, if it doesn't collapse, great. We can continue this little fucking circus. We can continue running our little on our little goddamn hamster wheel. You know, put whatever goddamn percentage in a 401k set up for retirement and just live that fucking life, man. Because most of us is that it's, that's exactly where we're headed. You know, a lot of us are headed that way and it it just is what it is. You know, like if this hamster wheel doesn't stop, then fuck it, man. <laughs> I got to ball out, bro. I got to make my prison system, you know, but, um, yeah, I'm going to get off of here now. Um, I haven't even finished my beer, but I'm really fucking tired, like extremely tired and uh, a little delusional. <clears throat> I mean, I'm talking about taking over the fucking prison system, bro. What the fuck am I talking about? Jesus Christ. Get it together. Nothing in this podcast was funny, bro. Um, Yeah, man. Thank you for listening. Uh find myself more and more like I like typing and I like put my ideas on paper, but whenever it's time to like say them, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's more easier to put it on paper and just say it. Sometimes I just say it. I'm becoming more blunt too in real life. I'm just like 
more honest, I think, with people. I mean, I do. I still fuck off like a lot. Um, I don't know if I'll ever stop, you know, joking around with people and making it awkward. <laughs> I love, I love making shit awkward for people. It's probably, it's not funny for them, but it's funny for me because they're like, "What the fuck," you know. But uh, I would say that we're all a little awkward, you know. There's a little bit of awkward in all of us. And I see it. I love seeing it. I love when people feel awkward because that just tells me how much of a human you are. If you don't feel awkward, I've talked to some people and I've been extremely awkward on purpose because I want them to feel uneasy. And they just don't feel uneasy, man. Like there's something about them that's off. And I'm always right. I'm just like, this person is not well. Like they have no emotional intelligence that the person talking to them is being awkward. And then so whenever whenever you're awkward to somebody, uh, they get an emotional response of like, okay, like what's going on here? You know, like they're they're kind of walking on eggshells around you because you don't they don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and that's just the fir- that's the response I'm looking for because that tells me you're aware. And sometimes I do that on purpose to kind of just see, you know, like, are they thinking? Are they active? Are they here? And sometimes I just do it because it's funny. But uh, at the same time, man, I love everybody, and uh, I'm gonna get off of here. Hey, dude, have a good motherfucking day. Have a good goddamn night. Wherever you are listening from, I get, I don't know why I'm getting a lot of downloads from Denver, Colorado. Who's out there? Uh, let me know, man. Give me a, give me a thumbs up or something, you know, send me a, send me a, a nice treat through the mail or something, you know, like, I don't know. What can you send in the mail that's borderline, like. The federal agents are going to be like at my door. I don't know, dude. I'm fucking crazy like that. Uh, You guys have a good night. And uh, I don't know what else. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Fuck you, pussy. Look at you sitting on a fucking couch not doing shit. You're a fucking pussy, bro. Anyhow, have a good night. And uh, no matter what you do, man, just keep on going, buddy. Bye.